Oh, I don't know, but I can't. It's the creepiest thing in the world. It's, it's so freaking creepy. Well, you know that What's I'm, it it's misophonia is when you, when every sound is like very irritating to you, which I think I have that. Am I irritating <laughs> me? Is that what you're trying to tell me to shut my fat <laughs> pile? That's okay. I've been told Can that you just be quiet <laughs> while I record this podcast? Welcome to your mom. Your mom podcast. Your mom's podcast. This isn't any podcast. This is your mother's podcast. My mom's podcast. Nah, dude, she's your mom. With Ashley Allison and Lisa McCaffrey. Your mom is a podcast. Shut up, dude. Okay, three, two. Welcome to your mom. Your mom's a bitch. <laughs> your mom's not. You just, I was trying to think of your mom joke. <laughs> Good one. Good. That's really, one. Yeah. I was I thought we had just talked about doing this podcast as like this really oh, lovely yeah. we were going to use our relaxing our, our relaxing voices. voices. This is a peaceful our voices. episode. Yeah. Very You're, peaceful. And then you your come at me with your mom's a bitch. <laughs> okay. Well, it's nice to see you too. Yeah. Um, Cora's welcome to the podcast or welcome back to the podcast. If you're just finding us, we're so glad you're here. And guess what? We're together. This is amazing. This is amazing. Can you feel we're the energy? Sitting in my, in, in my dining, dining room, room. Yep. raining, Pouring. windy. Cool. It is ugly outside here in San Francisco, but it's warm and toasty inside and we've got a lot of good snacks. And that's all that matters. And that's all that matters. Glad you're with us. Oh, Ashley okay. Adamson. Lisa McCaffrey, mm-hmm. moms, yep. mom, we're moms, moms, and we are Shweaty people moms. too. Yeah, and we count. Darn it! And the reason I wanted to start this off, I should say, with like you know a very soft, soothing, nice Peaceful. feel, is because I was talking to a dear mom friend of mine, Marissa. Shout out to you. Hi, Marissa. Who said, and she's oh. a badass lawyer. She's got two kids who are a little bit older than mine. So we get all their great hand-me-downs. I love her. But she does a lot of her work at night after the kids go to bed. And she said that she listens to our podcast as she falls asleep. And I thought, well, love you it. must not be getting very good sleep, Marissa. Marissa, you're not a bitch. <laughs> Marissa, we're going to, do you want to sing her a song? Mm-hmm. Maybe? Mm-hmm. I used to do that with my kids. You used to, okay. What, what was your go-to bedtime song? I had a plethora, but I just... Pretty much the staple, I'd say, was a good old-fashioned twinkle, twinkle. Oh, okay. Do you do that? Do you ever sing to your kids? Or do you, I, just, you Instagram it if you do? Exactly. You put the camera right. on your I, audio with, and you with sing. The, with the mic, and we have a karaoke machine that I usually will drag into their room just to, you know, I want to be I want it to look good on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. Right, I want my voice ear. to sound good <laughs> on, on Instagram. Yeah, on the audio. Exactly. You can do, it's amazing what you can do these days with a mic. Um, but yeah, I would say that... I would sing to my kids. And as we were talking about this, I realized I don't sing to them anymore. And they're six and three. I should still be singing to them, I think. Yeah, absolutely. But they're, they're not teenagers. Both they're not grown up. They know the words to Angel. So you guys, you, everyone here that has listened to this podcast knows my affinity and love for Bonnie Raitt that I got passed down through my mom. So I used to sing Angel from Montgomery. And they know every word to, you know, I wow. am an old woman named after my mother. Oh, we'll sing at the end so wow. we don't scare away any of our... Um, new listeners or customers, but they know every single word to Angel from Montgomery. And it's, it's a really good one. So I, I would say that that Marissa, just hold on and we'll sing to you at the end to be able to put you to sleep. But I really give you a lot of credit that the last voice that you hear 
oftentimes before you go to bed, sorry, Corey, your husband um, is ours. <laughs> but it was very flattering. It. Yeah, it was very, she said that to me at a birthday party and That's I felt amazing. really good about it. My so. kids um, learned the words to Eminem without me. That was one of their first songs that oh, they knew. So it's the same. It's very similar. And that similar. was because that was the one that you sang similar. to them. Right. <laughs> you were very into music. I will say I have found that out about you the last nine months of doing this podcast with you that you know you, there is a song for everything. There and there really is, if there you is. think about it. And yeah. there's usually a line in there or two. Mm -hmm. It's funny, Ed listens to the music of the music and I listen to the words of the music and the I lyrics. Think, yeah, the lyrics, exactly. Words. But lyrics. you know what I was yeah, I guess Never. <laughs> um, lyrics is a fancy word for words. Congratulations. You're amazing. I was an English major. <laughs> um, but do you want to know what's interesting about words? <laughs> wow. I never understood like and my family can attest to this. I am so bad. I what I think a lyric is is never you sing it wrong. What I sing like, it cool water, cuckoo water. Yeah, you know, the, the who song. That's right. not what it says. Well, I don't know what any. I oh. I literally don't know any lyrics. Oh oh oh. So oh. it says, "Who are you? Who 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 are you?" Okay, yeah, that uh, one I think I know. Yeah, someone someone thought it was cool water. She's got anyway. Betty Davis eyes. Oh yeah. I always thought it was she's got better table sides. And I was like jamming out, singing it, and my brother looked at me like you're a freaking idiot, yeah. which I am. Uh, Stand by me. Yeah, I thought was spin Bobby. Stop, spin Bobby, spin. Bobby. It, listen to it. Do you have trouble? Like, do you have stuff in your ear? You got. Crap I must. Do you need to? You might not. I must. I've got some <laughs> stuff I need to clean out in my brain. I think. So, oh. in any event, I yeah, lyrics are not my my main thing. I, I think I'm more of a. But it, a song can be whatever you want. Yeah, that's so true. So in any event, um, bedtime routines yes. are probably a whole podcast that we could do. Yeah. Was there a, was there a key that you had to getting your boys down? I remember it just being torturous, and I would just sit there and pray they'd go to bed too, because then it was could be like mommy's time for thirty minutes or so every I, it night. Was, yeah, and it's really hard, and you just want the little bit of time to yourself because mm -hmm. you're you're tired too. Yep please go to bed. And it was such a struggle for years. Yeah. yeah. Max was the absolute worst sleeper on the planet, but we were, it was because of us. Yeah. Horrible parents. Like he would, we were actually living with these people and I would, he would wake up and like cry a little bit. When and most of the time immediately... like, I would shove a bottle in his face mm -hmm. or a boob in his face and yep. immediately. And so he got used to waking up like every, at least every two hours. It was awful. I don't think I slept for like seven years. So. Yeah. No, yeah. I do think, and, and some kids are just good sleepers, but I yeah. think a lot of it is what you allow them to figure out on their own. Exactly. Yeah. Luke was a great sleeper because he had to be. Right. That's true. By then you and even if you heard him, you couldn't even, yeah. it didn't matter. Like it didn't, yeah. I still, <laughs> it's just I white noise at that I, point. I think I picked him up a few times. So. The one thing I will say about a bedtime routine that is, has been sometimes helpful, but because it's at least just a recognition of what's going on in your brain. Uh, there was a woman who I was listening to and she said that if we actually just step back and realize that like bedtime can be either the biggest nightmare, mm -hmm. which it, I think for a lot of parents, they know that and feel that because you're exhausted and you're trying right. to just have that moment where it's like, so when the house is quiet yeah. and they're asleep, it's like this most beautiful moment. Yeah. But she said, it can either be a total nightmare because you're waiting to get to that moment, or it can be this really sacred time with your kids because every other moment of the day is this crazy rush to get through whatever it is, you know, right. get them to school, get them Practices, fed, get them back, yeah. get them to practice. Yeah. And she was like, and bedtime, that is like the safe space where your kids get to be with you. And if you're trying to think about all the stuff that you have to do after you put them to bed, which we all are, of course, yeah. Um, then it turns it into the opposite of what that like space is. Now, 
when they get out of bed for the seventeenth time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that doesn't feel like a sacred so space sacred, to me. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's not the. Hmm, yeah. Um, I'm gonna put a lock on your door. We yeah. had a baby gate on Collins. We had to put a baby gate up because yeah. he would he was coming out of his room. Some. I mean, it was just it was it was a whole thing. So yeah, I will I say once normal. I re- sometimes when I realize though I'm like I'm rushing through this and I'm stressed because. And they, I want what's next. And they feel right. that. And they feed exactly. Yeah. They completely feed on them. Yeah. Which so I when I lay down with them, late. now I try to lay down with them and it's it helps. But I'm going to start singing to them. Yeah. I used to lay in bed with Again. them and I'd fall asleep half the time too. But I remember just laying in bed with them. Oh. And I remember like Max was about to go to sleep and then I'd put Christian in his crib and I w- it was like every, I would like just move like a little bit at a time so that I wouldn't jar him to get him mm-hmm. to wake him up because I'd have to rock him to sleep and then put him in the crib and- <sighs> Oh, I just remembered I was like Houdini. Was and you like were trying contort, so hard. Yeah. And then they'd be like, you'd be like, oh. yeah, right. You didn't, you'd be so tense. Yeah. And I'd crawl out of there Don't just quietly as I could. The baby. Yeah, or what about when we had to have a sign on our front door when people would ring the doorbell or knock really loudly yeah. while a kid would be napping? It would send me into, and we had a dog, you know, oh. our dog Reese, who I love and miss dearly, but she would, anytime the doorbell rang, she would bark like crazy. And so it was just this, like the dog stress on top of the like, oh, don't wake that baby. Yeah. (sighs) Good times. Good times. But just know, you'll get through it. It's a beautiful time. It's a sacred, peaceful time. (laughs) Just remember that it's sacred in these moments. But you probably wish that you could still sing your boy. Do you still sing your boy's asleep? When they're home, I like tuck them in, put them to bed, sing, give them them a bottle, bottle. (laughs) change their diaper. No. (laughs) Do you think Um, they remember? Uh, well, I texted them when we were like talking about bedtime or something. Like, I was like, I used to sing to them. Oh my gosh. All the time. Nursery rhymes. Cause my grandmother used to yeah. do that to me. And I asked if they remember and they're like, no, why? <laughs> Every one of them. Beautiful text right back. No, why? Like, okay. Oh, so forget okay. everything we just said. Yeah. Your kids aren't going to remember it anyways. Forget about it. It's not sacred. Go put them in their bed, put a baby gate up and have Shut a glass of wine. Bed, lock the door from the outside and go to bed. Go do what you that's want. The, this, that's your takeaway. Bam. From this. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, we have a couple of things to follow up on mm-hmm. before we sing Marissa goodnight um, lullaby, which is number one, uh, we put out um, a poll whether or not you, you, and you kind of caught me off guard as we were getting ready to finish up <laughs> yeah, our podcast. You can gonna, see that. You, you can see my face. I'm like what? writing these notes about what remembering <laughs> to say this. And you say, is golf a sport? Do you think All golf's right. a sport? What's that? Do you think golf's a sport? In its own way. That's not the answer. Yes or no question. Your your take was, in case you missed it, that no golf is not a sport. Okay, let's not be that strong and put words in my mouth. Okay, okay. Let, we can replay I the tape if we need to. Like insert. Let, we're going to insert the. I'm leaning towards it being more of a hobby than a sport. It's what it's what athletes usually do when they retire. I said I'm leaning towards no, but I've so I've reconsidered. I don't think it's a sport if you use a golf cart. Okay. That's what That's... I, I came to the conclusion because so, and then I put a poll out there on Instagram mm-hmm. and said, and there were some people that were a little bit angry. They're like, it's definitely a sport. Yeah. Blah, blah. I'm like, oh, okay, whoa, sure. easy. Yeah. Um, but 73% thought it was a sport. Okay. And so not a full hundred though. I mean, there was still sure. like 20, like, cause you voted probably people, like yeah, 27, <laughs> 27 people of percent said, no, it, it said, um, no, it's not a sport. So I've figured I would compromise in my thinking, say, yes, it's a sport, but I just, I think that's what really does throw me off are the golf carts. Mm-hmm. Like don't use it. Like you don't use a golf cart if you're really going to play it as a sport. I think but I love the that is a good it. differentiation. Yeah. And, okay. and you did say professional golfers, that yeah, is, 
you them. admire the heck out Could of them. Could never do what they do. And the mentality, like the mental part of is being insane. a golfer is insane. Absolutely insane. Because you can do, it's like anytime, I mean, do you, I guess, do you golf? No. Do you ever golf? Okay. It's too slow for me. <laughs> I, I know we live on a golf course and everything. I would do it if you could like hit and then run and do it fast and then hit and run. It's just, I know one day I might get into it. Like a lot of my friends are starting to get into it, but I'm just, I'm not into it. I run get my workout in and then yeah I'm done. you're ready for the next ready thing. for yeah so I have I not know. really played since I had kids because when do you have like four or five well, hours that was to the just other go thing too. hang mm -hmm. out right on the golf course mm -hmm. um so I would say my two cents on this is yes I agree that when you think about when I think about golf it's like riding in a golf court and and drinking mm -hmm. like it's, right. I'm drinking you and, and John Daly. you know yep <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> He's a professional. He, he could is be a too. professional. But the thing about golf that I will say that is critical to, this is actually, I think, a parenting tip. I, I don't mm -hmm. know if people come here for parenting tips or not. I'm assuming they stopped doing that a long time ago. <laughs> I just want to hear how drunk you are, <laughs> yeah. really. Or I lock They're, them that, in their that's room. That's another poll I'm taking. Oh, um, <laughs> it is, especially for women, such a critical game to be able to play because it brings you to different opportunities professionally. And I say that because when I first started off, I kind of knew, how, I mean, we'd like played golf a little bit growing up. I knew how to play, but wasn't good. When I started working in local news in Syracuse and Albany and Indianapolis, there were, there are all of these charity fundraisers, right, golf tournaments right. where they're, you know, and they lose, use the term celebrity golf tournament right. very lightly because they'd loose, be like, yeah. Hey, let's have the local sports anchor come out and, right. you know, and a lot of the times it would be with the professional, whatever professional team or teams were there and they'd do it for a good cause and you'd play in a scramble. And I was good enough to, but every now and then they'd use one of like, we use one of okay, your balls. Yeah. Use okay. one of balls. Wow. So that, but the people I met mm -hmm. through that, I still, to this day, it opened up doors professionally really? for me and I made some connections and still some people who are, who have become mentors and people who I know through those tournaments. And so I, so the networking is why the networking. Mm -hmm. And and when they say all the deals are done on the golf course, like yeah. it seems so ridiculous, but it's true. And a friend, a girlfriend of mine who is a big time golfer at a D one school works in banking, lives in New York. She said that that was the ticket, like her career really skyrocketed. And she said, because we would go out and play in these outings, no the big bosses always wanted me to be on their team because I was really good. And that's how I got to know them. And obviously that's a huge part of, you know, moving up in any career right. is, <laughs> is if the people at the top like you and believe in you and get a chance to know you. So it was this non-work environment, work environment. And so all I will say is if you've got, you know, whatever, it's a good skill to be able to know Interesting. how Maybe to play. Maybe that's why I don't, I don't have a lot of friends and <laughs> networking and connections. Just, I think that's why. Yeah. You don't have any of those. No. You have no friends and no connections and no Shoot. network. Maybe I should take up. Yeah. Don't but I, I do think that I like, I like where you've evolved to mm, that golf right. is a sport. Right when you when you're actually walking the course right okay yeah. so we're but, good so maybe yeah. we are going to get tiger woods's mom on maybe we should because i think we came full circle here yes come on we've come evolved on. yeah we've evolved <laughs> anyway. okay, okay well we've now got that, that, we've that checked off the list check. um other things that we need to check off the list bucket list bucket list yeah. And I will say we're putting this recording out. I will be hopefully on a plane or at least sitting at a cafe with my mom, something that has been on my bucket list that I've talked about. And when the new year started, by the way, if you haven't listened to this episode, we talked a lot about one of the things we want to do on the show is help moms identify what are some things that they've always wanted to do 
and help them and encourage them to go do it. So you'll be drinking Aperol spritz. I will hopefully be having some Aperol spritzes with my mom. Yeah. On the Champs-Élysées. Uh, when you. everyone is listening to this. Thank you. Amazing. Um, I can't we, wait. I've always wanted to take a trip with my mom and one of my, uh, my best friend, Kate and her mom, we've talked about going on trips together and she just called me and said, Hey, do you want to come with my mom and I to Paris? So we're going Look and I'm sure you. there's going to be some good stories and I'm going to try. My mom yeah. has committed to, yes. cause she was going to, I tried to get her to come down today to record since you're here. Right. Uh, she said she had to pack. I think that's <clears throat> bullshit. Pack but for your trip in a week. Yes. Well, she's leaving. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yep. Makes exactly. Sense. She Perfect had to wash sense. her hair. She has a lot of outfits. <laughs> She's got for a wedding. You should see her Paris trip. outfits. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Amazing. It's like Emily in Paris. No, your mom in exactly. Paris. <laughs> but we're gonna record with her. Okay. Love it. And you we're gonna figure out a time that works. So we're gonna yes. dial in and we're gonna see if it works. But we're gonna interview my mom when she's in France. And then we'll Fantastic. be able to I'll be able to, you know, write off that bottle of wine. Perfect. So perfect. Perfect. Everything. Yeah, There's a method was, to the madness, people. hundred percent. Get a really expensive one that time. And that episode, yes, that episode will come out. We're going to do a whole, the month of May. Is our month. That's, we're going to own that month. So mm -hmm. Mother's Day and all the content that we're going to have around May. Jesus kind of claimed December, but May, May is for mom. belongs to your it. mom. Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay. Jesus, you can have December. December and the bunny, Fine. that bunny can have April, I guess, whatever. Jesus but, also claimed, you know, April, I would say I thought too. it was the bunny. <laughs> I've got a Bible upstairs and we'll go talk about that. We got May. We got May. Uh, okay. So you're one of your bucket list items. Mm -hmm. You've already crossed off. 100%. Yep. So tell, check, the tell the people. I am, went to improv, did it. An improv done, class. An improv class. Exactly. Yes. Improv class. I did it uh, two weeks ago and I made Christian, Dylan, and Luke come with me. And honestly, I was sort of surprised at how not reluctant they were. They were like, okay. They were sort of into it. And then I had a little bit of a headache. So I'd be honest, I was just okay. I mean, what was it? I hate what, judging So it. just tell me okay. what they did. So you so go you downtown Denver, off, yeah. you go to the right. spot. Yeah, it's, yeah not, it's, it's, no one knows No one knows they, oh, who we you all, guys are. We all walked in separate. So okay. we didn't, like no one knew that we knew each other, which yeah. that was the best part. It was so fun. And um, basically you start off doing warm ups, which are kind of like drinking games. <laughs> You know, right. these like crazy drinking. So, so give me an weird. example. My kids were like amazing at it. I was like, what? <laughs> so bizarre. Where did you yeah, learn Yeah, where things? did they learn that? It's so weird because they are not like, um, yeah, it's like like dumb stuff. Like um, like you have a ball of energy and you have to pass it along. Like, you know, pass it along. And okay. You have this ball and then you throw it across the room to somebody else and throw you know, back and forth. And I don't know, it was it was, uh, it was was really funny. And it was fun. And Christian was there and nobody really recognized Christian, um, which was good, except after Somebody direct messaged him and said, Hey, were you at improv last Thursday night? <laughs> I don't know what that's said, amazing. They're like, this is a weird question, but I think you might have been improv anyway. And that probably was, can you imagine though, especially if you like are you know if so you're different and you just like and you're like, oh my god, I was in an improv class with Christian McCaffrey, right? But they weren't sure it was him. I yeah. even I, I really don't think they knew. They I were like, that. wait, because it was so out of place and out of character. But it was so fun. It was something that was not competitive. It was just fun. And oh, well, I was just gonna ask you who was the best at it. Yeah, I, and that's well, I know. Of course, we have to judge that. So and we all said whoever's the best will buy him dinner or whatever. So the 
and we all agreed that Dylan was the best. Really? Bizarre. And you know, he's, he was like the tallest in the room. So like, like eyes kind of gravitated to mm -hmm. him. So when you're playing those games, they would, they would like, he'd get the ball of energy a lot, or like you had the, the golden cup or whatever. And he'd get the cup for some reason. It was like, I think, cause he was tall and whatnot. And it was like, people sort of gravitated to him, but it was just fun. And it wasn't, I hate saying great cause there wasn't a gauge, but sure. no, it was. And there was a variety of people there, you know, different ages and everything. And it was, oh, it was just really fun. So had about, actually we had so much fun that the next week they went back with a bunch of friends. That <laughs> I didn't tells you go. everything you need to know. Yeah, I didn't even go and they went back another time. I don't know if they'll do it too many more times, but anyway, it was a, it was fun. It was such it was a fun. So do it. Go take an improv class. It's out of your box probably and something different. And, and I that's loved it. what a bucket list items to me are all about is you can do. And obviously my example was something big that I've been thinking about for many, many yeah, years. Yeah, you're going to go to Paris no, and but, shop but and I stuff. But I think the bigger ones are like class. that. But I, I mean, I think, and because so many times when you think about bucket list, people are like, oh God, I it's don't know, that's so big. Yeah. But when you actually start writing down, like, what are the things I want to do before I die? You realize like, oh, there's a lot of stuff that is very attainable that you could literally go schedule and do tomorrow. Right, right. And, and not a lot of money. Like, that's yeah, not you don't excuse. need to spend money. Yeah, it's maybe not, some time, obviously, but. Yep, but yeah. just to get it out of, like, yeah, a do little it. out of your Try comfort it. zone and do it with people you love. Maybe take your mom or oh, a friend or a kid or whoever, but I, I love that. So do you yeah. think you have a career in improv or? Uh, 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 yeah, no. <laughs> Nor karaoke. No. Oh, well. But Dylan might. I love that you said that Dylan was good at improv because he's tall. <laughs> he's just tall. But I think like, he was the best because he was the tallest. I just remember all, like they would, the ball would always go to him or the cup would go to him. It was weird. It was like, you just felt the energy. <laughs> Dylan, we love you. It was just his birthday, wasn't it? It was just his birthday. Happy yeah. birthday, Dylan. Yeah. We love you. Yeah. You're a good shit. And you're you're really good at improv. And you're very good. And it's not just because you're tall. <laughs> Your mom values you. I value you because you're tall. So good job being tall. Way to go. We knew there was going to be something that we were going to like about you. It was going to be special. <laughs> the third kid, man. The third kid gets... Oh, I, sort of. It's, he's a middle child, but yet not really. But that's you the know, thing. He was the youngest for a little bit, and uh -huh. then you were, and then and then you have away. a baby come, and then yeah. that's yeah. No, I think Sorry. three out of four. I it, my sister, shout out to you, Brittany. She's number three out of four. Oh wow. And I yeah, I think there's. So I, trying to figure out her place. No, maybe. I do. I think that there's a real. We should have her. We should have her come on. Yeah. She's got two kids, and she's got a great sense of motherhood and how you know. She. I just think she's got a beautiful view of. Uh, some different parenting things, but I do think, and we literally talked about this on the phone when I talked to her this week, that being the third, and then you kind of look at your older siblings and what they're doing. And we're, my older brother and I are six and seven years older than her. So like we were, you know, we got a significant yeah. head start and then the baby her, you know, our youngest brother, Zach comes along and she's only, you know, 13 months older than him. They're basically oh, our wow. twins. And he sucks up a lot of air in the mm -hmm. best way, Zach. I love you. He just became he's an a air dad. sucker in a good he's, way. Yeah, he <laughs> sucks all that air, but was a lot. Yeah. And so I think that dynamic of being like, okay, you got these two older that sort of have figured out, and then right. all of a sudden, you're not the baby anymore because you got another baby right behind you that right. is taking up attention. And the baby, the baby, and the baby, usually, the baby yeah. always right because you know it's the last one. Exactly. So like, oh, I want to savor every minute of it. And the kid, the parents are just like over. I think you you know you're just like exhausted from parenting probably at some point. I'm not. I never was. What are you talking about? <laughs> I love. By the way, you know what we need <laughs> to do. This is reminding me of this. Um, so I, as many people probably who have listened to us from the beginning know, the first time that we that I ever interviewed you on a podcast setting was two days or maybe a day before I had my first kid, Collins. That's right. And I was guest hosting a podcast for Mike Yam, 
uh, give me a sense is the name of the podcast. And we got to go back and find that audio. I, and I we should do honest. that as a bonus episode. You yeah. don't probably remember. I actually don't remember very much about it. I remember it so, so what well. Was I the... was sitting at this table. It was oh, in our old place, but I was sitting at this table at the end of this table. And I, you know, it was the first time I had ever really hosted a podcast, I think on my own. And I, we had met a few times and I knew you were amazing. And I had all these things I wanted to ask you. How amazing. And when Mike asked me, he's like, Dude, you were most amazing. Yes. Your voice, voice is beautiful. But do you remember I said right before the last thing I asked you, I said, do you have any advice for me as I'm literally about to become a mom? And it was something so simple, but like I heard your voice in my head so many times in those early days. Uh, you said, just, oh, just love that baby. Just hold that baby. And like, be, I don't remember how you said it, but be with that baby and just enjoy your baby because there's so much around Right. You know, raising a baby and keeping a baby alive that is so stressful and exhausting, all those things. But when you have those moments, just hold that baby and like be with that baby. And I'm not kidding you. It sounds sort of simple, I guess, as I say it, because I'm not saying it probably as eloquently as you did. But there were so many moments, especially with Collins, that I just was able to pause and sit there. And so if you've got a little baby at home, yeah. I'm telling you. It goes by so fast. As enjoy, tired as you are, as exhausted as you are. Enjoy those snuggles. Sit, yeah, absolutely. Enjoy just, those newborn smells. Enjoy yeah. that because you're constantly trying to get to the next. next. Once they eat solid foods or once they right. can walk or once they can they potty sleep train. through the night or potty yeah. train, there's always something more. And then all of a sudden, like, it's gone. you're not singing them songs anymore and they're, you know, not even remembering that you sang them songs. Totally. And, Full of breaths. But just hold that baby and love that baby. So you gave me that advice. We sh That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go see if Michael oh, wow. let us use that audio and we should do a, we'll, we'll put that out there as like a bonus episode sometime soon. Wow. Big um, bonus. Yeah. But that was a long, I mean, that was seven years ago, which is crazy. Wow. Yeah. I don't remember. I know. That was what an impression you made. <laughs> I'm kidding. I like hung on your every think, word and wrote everything you know, down. Wait, and you're like, did, you're like, have we met before what? you? But yeah, I remember you saying to me, the reason this got jogged in my memory is that you said that you were going to overparent the shit out of Luke. Oh, right. Because it was, it was his last year at home. Oh, okay. That's why I was trying to remember where I yeah, was at the time. I think, yeah, I think, or maybe he where was going to be, he was the last, I think it was his junior year. Okay. So Dylan had Dylan left. just left, yeah. And so you said, we, we saved up all of our, like, we, <laughs> he didn't get any of our parenting, but now we're going to micromanage every time. I'm going to overparent the crap out of him. And I was like, yes, I love this. Because oh. it is a different dynamic. I'm sure as you had four and all of a sudden you have three, two, it, and, like. Oh, the house changes. It's, it's house so changes. weird. Everything changes completely. Yeah. And every kid's role changes for a little bit. I remember Christian all of a sudden became the oldest in the house mm -hmm. and when max left and yeah then he left and then dylan yeah it was just it's definitely each phase is a different dynamic so embrace each one okay embrace That's each one and here's what we're gonna do what? marissa this for you because you're probably finishing up whatever legal document i don't know I something don't really important know what lawyers do but something really understand good and hopefully now you're you're tuning back into us because we're using our soft melodious voices peaceful we're gonna sing you a little ditty to go good night. Okay. This one's for you. Marissa. This one's for you, Marissa. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. How I wonder what you are. Yeah. Up above the world so high. Hey, like a diamond in the sky. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. How I wonder what you are. <laughs> Your mom is a twinkling star. We love you. Good night, everyone.